Greetings, Matt comrades. It is your humble DM, Mike Gergoni here, to let you know that we here at Material Components are now part of the Punch-Up Entertainment Network. Punch-Up is proud to present such podcasts as Panel Up, The Action Shelf, and The Very Podcast you're listening to right now. And of course, the best way to support all of these shows is by going to patron.podbean.com slash punchup and becoming a patron today. When you do, you'll get access to all sorts of bonus content, including a brand new one-shot from the folks here at Material Components, in which our heroes attempt to solve a murder in the urban fantasy streets beyond the veil. If you ever wanted to hear Michael Lisman playing as Detective Sasquatch, now's your chance. Once again, that's patron.podbean.com slash punchup. Thanks for all the support, and now, let's get you into this week's episode. Material Components, Season 2, Episode 80, Touching the Void. Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about a galaxy of magic and the adventurers who live there. Brought to you by the Punch-Up Entertainment Network. I'm your humble dragon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers. Thanks for being here. Oh, heck You're yeah. Woohoo! Ha-ha! Hee-hee. Anyway, I am <laughs> Olivia, and I will be playing Florian of Akalar. <laughs> oh, no time for... Japes tonight. I'm Elliot, and I'm playing All Shay. <laughs> yes, and I am Michael Lisman, and I am playing Oswald Octavian Theophilus III. And I'm Raiden, and I'll be playing Amari. Indeed. And of course, before we begin today's session, I have to ask the same question I ask every time, and that is, Olivia, do you remember what happened last time? <gasps> I do. Uh, oh, we continued the murder investigation from our last from our previous previous episode um there has been a mysterious death which actually we we have now learned is two mysterious deaths uh on this this mining moon um two people have become calcified in a suspiciously familiar way <clears throat> probably nothing probably nothing to that um, but in the midst really? of, yeah, no, no. <laughs> I mean, Olivia did say probably. So there is, there's, there's some wiggle I believe room. the allegedly yeah. similar way. It's um, a big wiggle room right there. <laughs> uh, we had Amari and uh, Shay go down to the second crime scene, like in the mine proper. Um or at the mouth of the mine proper, uh, which is also where Prontus Machius had been held um, to like investigate, and also for Shay to attempt to track track Prontus Machius because he's also missing. As we, uh, as Oswald and I uh, watched on the like on our data pads or on Oswald's data pad, um, Shay did. Uh, did actually reach out and touch Aeth as they are wont to do and um, found 
Prontus Machius's signature, which means that now that they now they can track him, um, basically like if they come across that same signature. Uh, however, as we watched, uh, there was a big, scary, horrible <clears throat> shadow arm that descended from the ceiling and touched Shay on their shoulder. So obviously Florian was like, fuck that noise, uh, and ran to, ran to the mouth of the cave, or yeah, to where Shea, uh, Shea and Amari were, and there was nothing there. And then when Oswald arrived, he was like, what are you talking about? There was nothing there. So that's good. So that's all fine. <clears throat> we did some... We were like, oh, we should we should get out of this this mine shaft right away, and then we didn't. We talked for a very long time um, about what to do next, as this group is wont to do. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, Whole episodes have been devoted to we, talking about what to we do next. Just, we just keep not learning the lesson. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh and as we were discussing this, uh, Shay got a little alert from Mara saying, hey, guess what? Someone is trying to steal the Tiresian. The Golden um, Comet. Yeah. Oh, the yes, the Golden mm-hmm. Comet on the Tiresian. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, Someone had the gall to try to steal your stolen car. Like, wow. And who else could on. that have been except for our escaped terrorist friend? Yeah. Friend? Prontus Machius. So, of course, Shay runs to go stop him in his tracks and fucking does a great job. Just crushes the 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 hopes of anyone who was trying to escape, including the actual person who was trying to escape, who was Daryl, one of the cooks on this mining planet. They set him on fire. They set him on fire. <laughs> Daryl was a little bit. On he fire lived. Yes. I, my my notes say Daryl tries to leave with Golden Comet. Shay handily stops him. Fire. <laughs> That's all of my <laughs> notes from that scene. Uh, as as this is happening, and as Amari and Florian go to follow Shay, uh, Oswald does some research on ghosts. Um, which we have, we've been calling this thing a ghost or a phantom, and finds out that it's actually probably a darkling, um, one of those void creatures that that maybe Florian is one is one of maybe I don't know. <laughs> um, there was certainly some implications from the chief editor of the archive that Florian may or may not have been. Uh, mid-transformation in the life cycle of something called a Darkling, which is connected to, of course, the Void. A a pupil phase, we shall say. One day it shall shed its uh, crispy Florian cocoon and become something beautiful. Oh, wow. (laughs) Life uh, finds a way. (laughs) Hey, Grawl did that Uh, at the the end of season one. Okay, we've... We've done that before. We got. It's gonna be worse. It's gonna be way worse than that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, in the midst of 
of uh, stopping Daryl from leaving with the Golden Comet. Or is it, was it return, like, trying to return to the group? Is that when the, oh, uh, no, no, I'm sorry. I did take very good notes, but I missed little transition periods. Uh, it was during, while, um, while searching Amari's wife's ship, the shining one. Radiant one. Radiant one. <laughs> so close. We... Obviously, we still have not found this escaped terrorist, so Shay took two of the guards to, like, search the entirety of the Radiant One and look for this signature. Um, and in the midst of doing this, the Darkling found Shay, because again, we... no one can see it. <laughs> so we decided to split up, because we're stupid. Again. Uh, yes, after, after we had established doing. the... Invisible threat, you decided to split the party. Yes, you did do that. Uh Um, And Shay began to, like, hallucinate, um, like, an empty, dark version of the planet that we are on, or the moon, I guess, that we are on. Um, And in their wisdom, thought to themselves, like, oh, I I know how to stop the void. Um, And or I know how we have been stopping the void from getting into one of our other party members, so ran to the isolation chamber, the lead-lined room on the Tiresian, uh, and locked themselves in. Um, The rest of us, uh, hearing about Shay's distress, went to go help them, and that's where the episode ended. Nothing else weird no weird, horrible shapes in the hallway outside the lead-lined room. Strange that you mentioned something so specific, Mike, Olivia. you told me that if I forgot about something, it didn't happen. <laughs> You're right. So all of the planning your party had previously done regarding uh, plans to bust said ghosts <laughs> or uh, thoughts you may have had to trap this being. Uh, we will just disregard those uh, from this point on and assume that you didn't have any good ideas that may or may not have worked against this particular creature. Well, How does that sound? Well, wait a second there. <laughs> <laughs> well, when you put it like that. Because, yes, you had found your way into dealing with some form of let's just say it's supernatural creature in a place where spaceships are powered by magic space crystals. And we have boiled science down to magic and magic down to a science. There are still things out there that remained unexplained in the dragon's wake. And some of those things manifest as long limbed, terrible shadowy figures with bone masks. And that is precisely what Florian of Akalar sees standing outside of the isolation chamber aboard the Tiresian, as within that isolation chamber, your friendly neighborhood wizard is still in midst of hallucinating an empty, green-skied world in which they have been tracked and followed by said long-limbed, bone-masked shadow entity. Amari and... Uh, Amari and uh, your Birdman companion, sorry, Oswald. Um, Birdman! 
That's all I could think in my brain. <laughs> That's all that was happening. Uh, I was like, no, no, not Harvey Birdman. <laughs> <laughs> it is Oswald. Oswald uh, the two of you, Oswald Birdman, um, are in also in the hallway of the Tiresian, staring down this corridor. You do not see a shadowy, long-limbed figure with a bone-white mask standing outside of the room where Shay is currently uh, isolating themselves. Mm-hmm. Only Florian sees that creature. Though you have all received alerts from Mara at this point, indicating that Shay may in fact be hallucinating. Hmm. So... Strange occurrences are to be expected, though I think at the appearance of this creature, and as Florian is wont to do and act given a circumstance of uh, things with a threatening posture, I believe we are entering a conflict right now. Uh So we are going to slow time down a little bit and enter initiative. I, I... I'm going to throw my weight behind saying that Florian has the initiative here. Makes sense. Uh, as it's been a while since we had a conflict, just a quick refresher of the rules. Uh, initiative is seized by the person who would most likely have it narratively. Though, if there is some debate where that is concerned, the players may, of course, anti-void dice. Uh, and whoever antis the most void dice is allowed to go first in the conflict. Dang, and- everything! you just created a system where everything works out. For you, huh, Mike? (laughs) The more void dice we ante, (laughs) the more things happen. Love it. (laughs) Look, my goal with the Aether system was to create a game in which the DM got to play too. (laughs) So what does Florian do? I, uh, really fast, just a Mm -hmm. quick refresher. We did not bring anyone with us. Is that correct? There are two guards that are members of Layla Rarakasa's coterie. They have been left outside the ship. That's that's what I thought. So I think as this thing, because I believe if I'm remembering correctly that this thing begins to turn down the hall towards us, its face at least... Um, Face is a generous term for the thing that's head is turning toward you. But yes. Um, I think Florian probably is in front of Oswald anyway, because I just imagine that everyone while running would be faster. Gets Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I think he'll probably like grab Amari by the like sleeve and like come to a dead halt and say, "Up, oh, the uh, we don't need a camera. We don't need a camera. Okay, we're okay. Seeing. Yep, mm-hmm. understood." And at that, Oswald runs into the back of Florian. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> Florian feels absolutely nothing. Yeah, yeah, it's like a pebble being thrown against a cliff. Um. Oh boy, I don't. The thing is, well within your power to do nothing. I know that's the thing about starting initiative. Um. Yeah, I think uh, this this makes sense narratively. I think I'm going to immediately pass initiative to Amari. Okay. Um. I, I will actually. I will take my action to kind of describe like where it is, and I'm wondering if I can. Uh, uh, 
I'm assuming that like keeping a running commentary on this will not like oh, one like where this thing is will not like mess up initiative orders. I assume. No, not necessarily. Uh, but there is, I guess. Let let us say that if that is your goal to track this thing verbally, that in itself is acting meaningfully. Okay. Yeah. So to accurately then, uh, convey to your associates where this thing is at all times, I would require a role for that. Okay. That makes, that makes sense. This I... is a high stress situation and the the drop of a single phrase of like, no, up might mess everything here. So it's going to the left. No, you're left. No, wait, that's the same left. <laughs> that's what Olivia would do. Um, well, then I am going to, this sounds pretty swift to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to use my influence role just to like, as an eloquent, you know, as a, as an eloquence role, like just accurately describing like what it is, where it is, etc. And you know, I'm going to throw some aether on this. How, what are we looking like for difficulty? Let's see. This isn't. I would say this is challenging. So fifteen is probably what we're looking for here. This thing moves strangely, but it is a fairly large humanoid-sized shadow monster standing in a fairly narrow hallway. It's not incredibly difficult. So yeah, challenging. Fifteen is what we're looking for here. Okay, I'm gonna. This is important, though, because I'm the only person who can see it. So I'm going to throw four ether on here. (laughs) And the danger gauge is currently sitting still at level four. So we're still in the low threshold. But it's just a matter of time. Okay. That is... Oh, well, more than 15. That's... uh, That is a 30... I mean, five more and you'd have two critical victories. Mm. (laughs) How many ones you got? I already re-rolled my one one. (laughs) Yes, and just to let our listeners know, we are playing with some slightly altered uh, fumble rules now. Uh, There is spectacular setback is our new fumble rule. And if you have three or more ones... In your rolled pool, that will incur basically the same thing that happened during the spectacular failures of yore. Uh, but as we realized that failure actually ultimately isn't what happened with most of those rolls, we decided to change up the nomenclature. I'm not going to do the double crit because I don't think I can feasibly take this this thing out <laughs> with my words as funny as it that would be. So exposed. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, and I, I would just use the second critical victory to lower the danger gauge again. So um, I think, what level are we at again? We are currently at four. I think I'm going to alley oop swiftly, actually. Okay. That is a good thing to do. Uh, all right. So there is an alley oop for swift on the table. And I assume that this means that for the rest of the round or for, you know, some of the foreseeable future until something meaningful meaningful shifts, that means that I'm giving everyone kind of a verbal idea of where this thing is. 
Absolutely. So, yes. Uh, are you still passing to Amari then right afterwards? I, w- I will. Yeah. Okay. So, Amari, you are, you have an idea of where this thing is just outside the door, but you cannot see it. And it consumes Aether. So, I don't think shooting at it is going to do a whole heck of a lot. Right? Right? Uh, like, we just don't know. We just don't know. You can uh, shoot it once. <laughs> you can see. We, we shoot it once, and then suddenly it's just really jacked. I don't want to do that. We're kind of fucked either way. Yeah. Um. Congratulations, Reed. You've discovered my gun puzzle. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Put the gun in a box. Um, put that box inside <laughs> another box and then mail it to myself. Um, and I'll mail that box uh, to myself. When it arrives, I'll smash it with a hammer. Okay. Uh, in that case, we did. In order to get here, did we have to pass through any particular areas of the ship, or is this like the cargo hold? The basically. cargo hold. Okay. Did we have any of those depleted like batteries still in there? Canonically, yeah, I think you have a bunch of them down there. Sweet. Awesome. Uh, uh, Amari is still of the mindset that we're going to uh, take this baddie, put that baddie in a box, and then throw that baddie into a sun or do something with it. Um, So, Amari is keenly of the opinion that some ghosts need to be busted. It's how it worked in the Holovids. I mean, like... (laughs) (laughs) Why wouldn't it work here? Um, so, anyways, uh, in that case, Amari will be like, uh, "Give me one second. I'll be right back. Keep an eye on it." And then he'll just, <laughs> just like gr- go and grab, grab the box. He can't do anything. How am I supposed to fight a ghost? Mm-hmm. Does anyone here know how to fight a ghost? Okay, so Amari is rushing back down to the cargo hold to grab a depleted battery. Mm-hmm. Who are you passing it to? <laughs> Oswald. <laughs> Oh, yes. Um, I am going to... Um, um, not really sure what to do until Amari comes back. So I will do... I suppose I'll do nothing. Uh, I'll stand by Florian and hope I don't get attacked by a ghost because I'm about to pass it to a ghost. Oh, interesting. Uh, smart, but interesting. <laughs> the Darkling, if that is indeed what this masked creature is, will d- dance forward a few steps until it is nearly face to face with you, Florian, and then it will stop as it assumes your posture. Oh no. More annihilation bullshit. <laughs> And is it just you, or did it get bigger, taller, as though to be of an equivalent size to Florian of Akalar? Maybe not in bulk, but certainly in height. And its limbs have distended, though his he- its hands have not moved. So its arms got longer as its shoulders moved up, but the hands remained at about the same height. Uh, is it... Uh, but it has fully moved away from the door. It's not like leaving any mm-hmm. part of itself. Okay. Yeah. And it, like I said, is mimicking your posture now. And any slight moves you make, it mirrors. And 
Oswald, as Florian is describing that, you know that this thing is less than a meter from you now. Oh, oh, oh okay. Uh, all right. The Darkling will pass it to Shay. Um, Shay is just sort of sitting in the isolation room in the dark. Um, uh, Mara, are, are they here? Did, did everybody... Florian and Oswald are just outside the door. Amari has circled back around to the cargo hold for unknown purposes. Okay. That probably means it's still out there. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm gonna, like, shift the the lead, like, uh, sheet that covers the mm-hmm. door. And I'm gonna, like, mm-hmm. peek outside. <laughs> Florian, you see this thing's attention suddenly whip around. Oh! It's something. (laughs) Do I see that? You see an empty hallway. I'm still... But there is a large, dark figure halfway down the hall that is covered in green, like, ropey, like, scar tissue and is this, like, shadowy, demonic, like, taro out of nightmare... Uh, I'm gonna close the door and put the sheet back. I'm like, no, I'm still hallucinating. <laughs> uh, did did I see Shay like open the door at all, or do I just see this thing thing's attention shift? I mean, you're very much paying attention to the Darkling as its like head whips around and stare, looks back at the door really quick, and it loses its posture for a moment. Uh, in mimicry of you, and all you have time to see as you, like, look up is the door closing again. I just hear the... I just hear the door shifting back uh-huh. into place. Yeah. Great. <laughs> <coughs> and I'm gonna pass it back to the top of the round. <coughs> or, no, I choose who goes to the top of the round. And you can, in fact, choose yourself if you wish. Um, I'm going to choose Amari. Good call. Amari, you race down into the cargo hold. You know exactly where these batteries are. This place is actually less messy than it was before since the Golden Comet has been, like, stripped down and is beginning to get sorted away. So, yeah, you can grab one of these batteries and race back up to your allies. Perfect. I do that. Okay. Uh, yeah, no role required for grabbing an object and coming all the way back. Uh, but that is basically your whole turn. I did it. I got the box. Well done. Uh, Amari comes charging back down the hallway holding a large portable battery slash generator. You've used these a bunch of times to power different things. It is effectively a large polysteel cube with handles on either side with inlays of quartz athite that run along the outside of it and connectors at different points where you can put in all sorts of connecting cables and however you need to jack this thing into a system of some kind you can think of it like a car battery basically uh mari who are you passing to um in that case uh i will pass it to florian Huh. The problem still is, how do we fight a ghost? Um, I'm going to let you two worry about that. 
uh, I am going to, when it turned towards Shay, did it mm-hmm. move away from us at all? It didn't move away. It, it just, stopped it's... mimicking you perfectly. Okay. But the moment it the door closed, it whipped back around and refocused okay. on you. I'm going... And now it is resuming its like mirror stance. I'm going to, if I step like towards it, but to the side of it, if I try to Natalie Portman annihilation this <laughs> thing, does it follow my movements or does it like stay where it is? It follows your movement. So if you take a step forward, it'll take a step back. Okay. And I'm going to take a step to the right. It'll take a step to the left. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to kind of, um, yeah, try to like sidestep around it so that it is between all of us. And I will, as I'm doing that, describe, God, like, okay, I'm moving it between us. So okay. it's right, right here in front of me. It's, it's like right it's doing what I do, like mirror style, and I'm going to take a step back towards the door that Shay is behind. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's that's gonna be my whole turn is trying to like maneuver this thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. As Florian is performing one of the strangest pieces of interpretive dance mm. that Amari and Oswald have ever seen, describing the motions of a dance partner that is not there from your perceptions. You, yeah, you're struck by the fact that uh, Florian is describing something that neither of you can perceive in any way, shape, or form. It, it looks like this hallway is empty besides the three of you. Boy, it would Love be it. really awkward if it was revealed that Florian was just fucking with us this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's totally um. a ghost. <laughs> So I guess as, as Florian is doing that, um, who are you passing it to next? I am going to pass it to the ghost. No, uh, I'm going to pass it to... Your options are the Darkling, Shay, and Oswald. Yeah. I think I'm going to pass it to Shay, back to Shay. Okay. Uh... Shay, Mara will say, Florian is describing... Some sort of entity in the hallway that neither I nor apparently Amari or Oswald can perceive. Well, I can fucking see it. Fascinating. It, it's very scary and it keeps, it, it's like paying attention to me in a way I don't like. And I don't know what to do to help. So what do you do, Shay? I, I don't know. Shay, uh, does your data pad still work? No. I can't remember if that was the, the case. I mean, it, it, it works, it just isn't connected to anything. Yeah, right? okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, sorry, that's what I mean. That, like, that's I, can't, I... I can't communicate with any of you, except, that, like, that's what I was muffled at. yelling through the door. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, I guess, if, Shay, if Shay just hides, Shay just hides, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, it just, I mean, yeah, I don't know, it just feels like bad bad audio just be like yeah i'm still hiding okay who's next (laughs) that is a perfectly acceptable answer for your character to simply remain hidden in the safety of this isolation chamber (sighs) remember that nothing can't happen something is always happening even if that something 
doesn't sound like thrilling heroics. That is still a narrative beat in which the wizard hides as their friends deal with this threat. I can't believe you say it like that. I feel bad. <laughs> um, but your character is alive, so mm. I don't know what to tell you here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, In that case, who are you passing it to? <sighs> I don't want the Darkling to go twice, so um, it's probably going to have to be the Darkling, unfortunately. Okay. It, or Florian observes that it will be positioned between Florian, whose back is now to the isolation chamber, and Amari and Oswald, who are just down the hallway. Amari now gripping this battery in the hopes of doing something with it. It twists its head slightly to one side in a move that is not mirroring mirroring anything that Florian is doing. Its bone-white mask doesn't have features per se. It has dark kind of indentations where eyes should be that are like if you took a melon baller to the large osseous material that make up the mask. Those, like, pits are stained with shadow stuff that leaks with little wisps of green, but otherwise don't contain any visible eyes to speak of. Beyond those dark pits where the eyes should be, the mask itself bears very little in the way of features. It is mostly blank. There are seams in the mask that where the bones have kind of been fused together, mm. and those seams appear to make up a pattern of some kind. There's a shape in the little cracks. It is kind of like circular with uh, several horizontal lines coming down the front. And as it twists its head in the way that is not mirroring anything you are doing, uh, Florian, it will, as though it is trying to test something, it will reach up a hand towards you like whatever hand is closest to the hand it was mirroring is going to like slowly edge forward as though it wants to like touch fingertips with you I, and that's its turn so I it's going to pass it i to grab its hand no i'm kidding <laughs> uh oswald at the end of the round here oh amari can i see that yep got Great. you a box <laughs> so we have a storage device now we need a conduit Florian, where is it? Uh, it's it's literally mirroring, and Florian has like pulled his hand away slightly from where it's like lifting up. He'll say mm -hmm. it's it's literally just just mirrored with me. What do you need me to do? Just point it out. Um, I will describe where like wait. exactly how it's mirrored. I mean, mm -hmm. if it's if it's mirroring you, shouldn't you touch the box as well? Then it'll touch it. Oh, that could work. Yeah. I could do that. That's... Oh, I'm gonna... I'm gonna oh, that's an idea. I was about to do something... <laughs> quite... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't do that. I mean, I could... Uh, well, I, I suppose we could try it. Yes, uh, I will hand the, the battery to Florian. 
and then pass the round back to Florian. How, how, how do you do that? Great question. Let's toss it. <laughs> uh, maybe can I, can I slide it or... Again, you can't really... You're getting a description of where this thing is. You can't actually see its physical dimensions. But also, like, maybe sl- trying to slide it through this thing doesn't... We don't know that that'll actually make a difference. True. No. <clears throat> no, this is... No, Just no, bowl no. it to me. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, Oswald is going to walk forward. He's going to uh, raise uh, one of his hands in the space where he thinks the Darkling is, and he's going to try an Aether Leech. Uh, you stupid motherfucker. We have... <laughs> I mean this because I care about you, Oswald. <laughs> you're going to... I just... I want to be clear about this. Mm-hmm. Oswald will edge forward and place a hand in the space where they are told the Darkling is currently standing mm-hmm. and attempt to drain it. Yes. Check. I'm going to be rolling both of the void dice I have right now. Mm-hmm. And if either of them comes up as an 11 or a 12, something incredibly bad is going to happen. Yeah, that sounds, that sounds about that sounds right. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. As a 3 and a 7. Okay. Before you can react... Amari and Florian. Oswald trundles forward and raises a hand and places it in the place where Florian is describing the Darkling is standing. As he does, Florian, you are now beginning to mirror the motions of the Darkling as it like moved its hand forward and you were moving your hand back. So you it had kind of like transferred the energy of the scene to itself there for a second. Oh, yeah. Like Doctor Who. Yeah. And in the moment in which Oswald reaches a hand up to touch this thing, it will suddenly spasm and freak out. And exactly what happens here is going to depend entirely on what... Oswald is going to roll for me right now. Yeah. In some form of... Ah, I gotta call this, because you tr- your goal here... Let, let's... <laughs> let's be... Is to s- suck this thing through yourself mm-hmm. and stick it in this box. Uh, much like a firebender channels uh, lightning, I want to channel it into this box. You're trying to ghost bend? Yeah. Okay. Now, what if the lightning was malicious and from a different dimension? That's the question we're wrestling mm, with. That here. is that is so, the question. Yeah. <laughs> um, this sounds bold. Is certainly a tactic I would accept here. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I'm going to use. Uh, not clever. That's for nope. sure. Yeah, that's <laughs> nope. <laughs> Definitely not that. Um, uh, forceful, I think, would also work here. But yeah, if you want to go with bold, bold I'm going to go with bold because I'm going to spend an aether point uh, to use dare my daredevil feat. Um, so that will double the uh, what is that? The tactic and talent is that correct? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
but the question is what 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 talent am i using for this that Uh, is sort of up to you um i i spellcraft certainly is the thing that like leaps out at me to begin with yeah because you're trying to accomplish a uh spellcraft is all about creating effects that you don't have the technology that would normally allow for that sort of thing. Okay, gotcha. That is absolutely what's happening here. Okay. Th- yeah, th- I'll accept that. Uh, but if you have an argument for something else, I will, I'm will. i more than willing to hear it. Out. I mean, I don't think any of my many knowledge uh, uh, skills are going <laughs> to apply here for something so yeah, inherently <laughs> stupid. Um, Planetology is definitely not helping you out here. Yeah, no, no. Um so, yeah, we'll go with spellcraft, and I only have graviturgy and and spellcraft, which doesn't ultimately apply here, as far as I know. Um, unless, if you got an argument for me about how it could possibly apply, I'm just saying, emerald, aethite, the void. There's a connection there. Using that connection, I channel uh, uh, gra- graviturgical magic. Uh, to try and suck it in. Okay. That's the argument I'm making. You, all right. Well, I'm, I, I'm going to bend over backwards right now to make this <laughs> argument work. Because okay. in your study of graviturgical etherics, mm-hmm. you have implemented the use of emerald aethite quite a bit. Because emerald aethite is good for channeling things that break down how physics normally functions. Yes. Let's you bend the rules of the universe to a certain extent. Now, in this moment, you are not currently using any emerald aethite. True. But you're attempting to apply a lot of those same principles in a way that helps you bend reality towards something very unnatural. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, yes. You're, yes. Uh, you're gonna wind up pushing the books on a small girl's uh, uh, <laughs> bookcase while you're on the other side of the universe. Yeah, it's fine. It's Murph. I can see her. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> you're gonna become this ghost's ghost. And uh, on top of using Daredevil, I would like to go all in on this. Uh, seems like an appropriate time. That seems fair. Yeah. That seems fair. Um, Seeing as the difficulty here is going to be godlike. Yeah. Now, if you look at the difficulty number for godlike, it does say 40 plus. (laughs) The difficulty here is 50. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh... This is not supposed to work. This is never meant to work. It's not a thing. You are doing something incredibly reckless yeah i am um oh wait i need one more d6 and if anyone has anything talent wise they were trying to think of what i could assist with i mean i'm rolling i am rolling a good amount of dice but you are going all in i should fucking hope so yeah um (laughs) because just to remind our listeners going all in you spend as many aether dice as you want normally in a roll, mm-hmm. but when you go all in, you can add an amount of aether dice to that roll equal to your total aether pool size, which in Oswald's case is seven. Seven. So, 
And how many are you adding to the roll on top of that? I didn't have any other, uh, uh, so it's just seven. Okay, uh, so seven. I've, yeah, I've spent all D6 plus your spellcraft die, which is what? A D6 and then a D10 in Graviturgy. Um, okay. And, and then a, what's your bold? Uh, that is a D8. Okay. And so those tactics and talents are all doubled because of your daredevil feat. Yes. So this is a dice pool of 13 total dice? Yep. 13. Good math. How appropriate. <laughs> hey, 13 <laughs> is a lucky number. Uh, I, I want to assist, but the closest I can get is... Do you want a D6 in survival? Because I want you to survive. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that applies, but uh, I yeah. don't. I don't think it does. All right. Well, Florian uh, just wishes real hard. Yeah, I feel like the person who would be able to help the most is Shay, and Shay is in their own little world right now. Um, yeah, just sort so, of having a panic attack a little bit. Let's do it. Let's do what this. What if I run over mm-hmm. and turn the battery on? <laughs> we forgot to turn it on. <laughs> Um, what if we all, loose dice, loose dice. we all hold hands like the end of Guardians of the Galaxy and share the load? That could work. Share Should've. the load of this. Mm-hmm. Share the, the ghost load. Uh, and if I wanted to <laughs> re-roll some, some for, uh, Aether dice, what do I have to spend for that? Do I have to spend anything? So, if you spend an XP, you can re-roll any of the die you have there. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> uh, we'll, so we're down to 14 XP. But you must take the, the re-roll number there. Okay. So we'll go ahead. Assuming you don't then spend more XP. There probably should be a hard limit on how many times you are allowed to do that. I mean, I mean it, when, it I was, hinders... when I wrote... When I wrote the version of the rule on the character sheet, like right. it was like you can spend one XP to reroll any of number of dice when acting meaningfully, you must use the new total. Okay, so yeah, one sounds good. Twenty, <laughs> and then it's all void dice from here. Uh, okay. I'm just gonna bring up this danger gauge right now. I think we're gonna need it. Oh, that's gonna be fifty-one. Oh, I shouldn't say that out loud. That ruins the anticipation. Uh... <laughs> That's going to be 59. Okay. Just one more. And how many of those came up ones? Uh, none of them. Because uh, I re-rolled I re- by spending an experience point to re-roll all of my ones. Um, good, 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 good. Because uh, it was three. Um, <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> so if I didn't do that, I'd be fucked. Um but yes, 59. Okay, making this a critical success would be appropriate in this moment. <laughs> True. Yeah, let's do it. Mike, Seriously? You're going to spend the void dice? Yeah. Cool, 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 cool. Uh, I guess I'll go ahead and roll that, even though I just need one. We are now in the medium threshold. Oh, well, I got one, so yeah, 60. 60. And since you rolled a 1 on the void you dice, that means you get to roll an additional void dice. Cool. You get to. I yeah. get to. You get to. I, I get the <laughs> privilege of rolling another uh-huh. one. It's void bogo. Two. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Excellent. That's a lot of dice. Yes, indeed. That was the bottom of the round. Oswald, who's going at the top of the next round? Oh, great question. Uh, Probably not me. Let's say Florian. Excellent. Okay, cool. Florian. What do, what do I see? How many Aether Dice are currently in your pool? Oh. Uh, uh, I think I have three left. Do you think or you know? I need an yeah, exact number I have, here. I have four left, in fact. Four I'm left. missing okay. one. Well, you're going to be missing a lot more than that now. Oh, no. What is your void pool size? Ten. Ten. Cool. You mean my uh, Aether pool. Aether pool, right. Uh, sorry, was getting ahead of myself. Um, <laughs> 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 what the fuck? <laughs> there are currently, let's see. And how many Aether dice total did you spend on that roll, Oswald? It was seven? Seven, that's correct. Awesome. Um, ten void dice there. No, eleven. Um, so, Florian. You feel a violent pulling sensation, and you are ripped forward as something grabs you behind your navel and jerks you forward. Hmm. Oswald. Yes? There is a terrible moment where you feel the floor beneath your feet vanish. Florian, you find yourself caterwauling towards an emerald wound in reality where Oswald used to be. (laughs) Nice. Love it. Here for it. And remember, this isn't the bad option I was talking about. As a small rift into the void has appeared. Oswald yes. is floating just on the other side of that rift. Oh, as no. terrible spiraling green geometries rotate through the air around him. The box containing whatever it was that just got channeled straight through Oswald's cerebellum is now drifting out into those green spiraling nightmare hellscapes. Okay, okay, okay. Something is moving in the green just beyond Oswald. It is big, it is dark, and it is moving. The void is green, the void is dangerous, and the void is not empty. All of the Aether Dice that you had, Florian, are gone. Your... Aether pool size will be reduced by one for every consecutive round that this portal into the void is open. Something is leaching out of you into that portal. So as of right now, it is now nine. Okay. First of all, I'm so mad. (laughs) (laughs) I just need to get that out of the way first. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know I gotta grab my 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 bird boy 
um, <clears throat> first and foremost, got to get him out of there. What What's the difficulty I'm looking at on that? Just. You want to reach yep. into the void. He's, you said he's floating just on the other side of this rift. I just, just am going to like, side. just like zoink, yoink, yoink him. I just want to okay. make a little yoink gesture. Sure. Uh, shouldn't be too hard, right? Hollow bones and Challenging all Challenging at best. Okay. He's very small. Which arm are you reaching in with? Ooh, great question. Well, my dominant arm is the one that is metal. Huh. But I'm not a huge dummy, so I think Uh I'm going to do the other one. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to use... The I'm going to do swiftly again. I'm going to use my previous alley-oop. And I'm also going to use the speedster uh, trait. trait that I took just right before this mission. Thank God. Mm-hmm. And I'm mm-hmm. also going to use athletics. Okay. And no aether, apparently. All right, that is. I'm going to spend an XP to re <laughs> some stuff here. <laughs> okay. How many ones you got there, Florian? I only got, uh, I only have one. Okay. Now. <laughs> mm-hmm. What was my, is it challenging? Mm-hmm. 15. What's your, what's your total there? It's it's fourteen. Oh. <laughs> because I re-rolled one of my ones and I got a one. Oh, <laughs> well, well. You take the failure here. No, you would no longer be able to act meaningfully for the scene, but you would yeah. get six XP. I don't want to do that. I want okay. to get Oswald out of the void. Hmm. So, spending a void dice, you say? I am. Good, good. That, however, was an 11. Ooh. Pew, pew. Okay. So, that's a critical victory there. And I'm going to bump the danger gauge back down. (laughs) Back down to six. Okay. You reach in with your arm made of meat. The amount of cold that touches your flesh feels like heat. It is so cold. The blood vessels that are bursting are immediate. And you can feel a tingling numbness spread up your limb even as you wrap your fingers around Oswald's little vest. But you yank him out. (laughs) And you can see the frost that was already starting to form around Oswald's eyes and mouth. Who are you passing it to? I passed to a Shit, sorry, I was muted. I passed to Amari. Okay. Amari, between you and Florian is this roughly Oswald-sized hole in the world. You just saw through this kaleidoscopic twisting view into this terrible fractal green pattern, Oswald drifting 
in a space between you and Florian. Florian reached in, and from your perspective, you saw an arm coming out from where you're standing to grab Oswald and pull him towards you. But when he breaches the perimeter of the portal, he appears opposite you on the other side of this rift, creating this moment of vertigo. This is the sideways gravity thing all over again. I hate it. Yeah. Now we're playing with portals and fuck. Something is moving inside that portal. It is large and it is dark. You cannot make out the shape, but it is shifting and moving. Fuck. How do we... How do we... We we don't know how we opened this and we don't know how to close one. This is good. This is good. This is good. Um, In the distance, against the backdrop of that moving shadow and those fractal green patterns spinning through infinity, you see this little uh, battery pack spinning into wherever it is this leads. I I almost want to shoot the battery pack and blow it up, but I I have no idea. It's like somehow the thing that's on the other side from our our dimension or whatever is what's maintaining the 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 gateway did it did the thing get sucked into the box good question you can't see it you barely saw i mean yeah you didn't even really see what happened one moment oswald had the battery and was moving forward hand outstretched the next moment there was this horrible sucking sound which is still happening by the way as this like Air is funneling into this portal. It's not quite forceful enough to, like, suck you in, but it's definitely, like, air pressure is being displaced by this opening in the world. Hmm. Okay. <sighs> yeah, I, like, and everyone's come back through. Like, everyone, no one's on the other side anymore, right? Oswald and Florida. As far as you can tell, yeah. Okay, okay. Shit, I, I don't know. I want to attempt to shoot the box on the other side. Okay. Give me a shooty roll. Shooty roll. Okay. So let's say this is pretty bold. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I got a D10 there. Uh, I've got my shoot first uh, specialization in ranged weapons. Mm-hmm. I'm going to use my my daredevil <laughs> to double both of those. Mm-hmm. I'd say at the speed at which it's moving and the distance we're talking about and the fact that you're having to stare into the void to make this shot, it would be pretty incredible if you hit this thing, which is 25. 25? Okay. Uh, Let's make it a little spicy and throw two aether on there as well. So we're looking at four D10s and two D6s. It's a goodly amount. Yeah. Thirty-one. Thirty-one. That'll do it. Uh, You line up the shot and fire Peerless, this augmented rifle that you've taken off the body of a advanced-looking cyborg oh so many phases ago. The shot whizzes out and into the portal. It refracts in this weird way, so as soon as it enters that plane... Uh, Florian and 
Oswald, if you're even cognizant of what's happening right now, sees Amari basically shoot at you, but then when it hits the plane of the portal, it looks like it's suddenly refracting away from you, but in the direction that Amari intended. There is a moment where Amari levels the levels peerless at us. <laughs> Florian's just like, what the fuck? The shot flies true. And in the far distance of that emerald nightmare, you see a pop and an explosion of white light ringed with blues and blacks. As that happens, the dark thing that is slowly circling the rim of the what you can see in the portal suddenly and violently shifts and twists and you see something monstrous and enormous move towards that energy like a shark being attracted to blood in the water. It flashes and moves and strikes and you see something you don't even know what it is. It moves so quickly and it's so huge and that hugeness defies the speed at which it moves like a tentacular whale of some kind Uh, Something made of long tendrils of darkness and meat and teeth and eyes. The eyes, the eyes that move and blink in a way where an eye will blink and another eye will open on its body where that eye shouldn't have been but is now. Teeth moving in the cornea of those eyes, gnawing and blinking and biting. Tentacles moving in a way that are searching even as it flashes and moves towards the source of that energy, that aether that you put into the void, tentacles still searching, moving back towards you, little tendrils coming off, subdividing a fractal pattern of biology that weighs your mind just stops understanding or believing. But as that shot rings out and as whatever that is out in there devours the aether, There is this sucking sound as it's moving away from the portal and its movement seems to close the rift. As though as it moves away, the energy it is moving with it makes the rift diminish. It's not completely closed yet, but it is closing. Who are you passing it to, Amari? Uh, Who is left to go in this round? Shay and... And the ghost. The ghost. Okay. Shay, you want to go? I would. I mean, regardless of what happens, Shay is passing their turn. I think they are they are kind of firmly in in um like panic attack mode in the isolation chamber. Okay. We cut briefly to an idyllic looking garden that none of you can see. There is a hedge that encircles this place and on a hill at the center of this garden there is a tree a tree that appears to be made of fine delicate gemstones each leaf of this tree is a fine fractal of colorful crystal droops a a large willow at the top of this hill the leaves tinkling in the wind a young appearing elf-like child stands at the base of this tree and stares down at a pool of water, her hand on the base of the tree, and her jaw sets, and she tries to do anything. 
and an option appears in front of her, and she questions whether or not that option is good. Despite what she told Oswald Octavian Theophilus III, there was only so much she could do to the software that allowed access to his mind. The hardware never went anywhere. There is an instinct within her, something in the code that built her, that speaks to this option that she sees in front of her, a way to intercede, a way to help. Shay, who are you passing it to? Your options are the creatures of the void or Mera. And whoever you choose will be the final thing to act in this conflict. I think it's got to be Mera. Okay. Oswald. Yes. You were set adrift in the void. You don't know exactly what you did to trigger this. Your efforts to draw this creature into yourself resulted in some sort of whiplash. A tether drawn between this creature and this creature and this creature and this creature and this creature there is no separation between darkling and whatever it was out in the void thinking them as two distinct entities is the wrong way to think about it you see that now it's so obvious now oh yes don't make sense. Thinking about Darklings and the Void and the Jotnar as separate things is the wrong way to think about it. That revelation awakens this idea of what the interconnectivity of the universe even means. How people use the Void to travel is such a rudimentary way when compared to the possibilities of a greater folding of the universe onto itself, something that the Void could very easily allow. These thoughts begin spilling into your mind as you drifted there, out in the green. This compounding of what uh, more traditional minds would call madness begin bubbling up, and you consider the ways in which the Void could revolutionize consciousness and movement and mortality. You consider all of this in the brief moments it takes for your blood vessels to begin to explode, for the oxygen to be ripped from your lungs, for the void of vacuum to destroy your biological processes. When a large hand grabs you by the lapels and pulls you back to a place where your body can get oxygen again. Your mind is reeling, your eyes proverbially spinning, your feathers on end, your beak clattering, your teeth chattering, your body feels electric, alive, despite the fact that it was sort of just dying. There is a cold inside of you, inside of your chest, that you can feel there. You brought something inside of yourself and that something isn't gone. Amari takes a shot. There's a explosion. You feel it, the creature, 
the creature, it, you, it, you, move away towards that source of energy. There's an extension, an elastic feeling like a rubber band being pulled inside of you as you, it, moves away. You feel that connection growing tenuous, but it's never gone. And that's when a little voice says, Oswald? Mira? Mira? Yes, Oswald. I think I've made a terrible mistake. I think... Yes, Oswald. I've... I... I can... I can see it. I can see that, um... Well, I mean, there's patterns. And you can follow these patterns uh, to every single uh, stretch of the universe. And they're all part of one uh, finite point, uh, even though it's infinity. And... And... Mara, I don't know what's happening to me. What, what what have I seen? What have I done? Where am I? Where are you? How are you talking to me? Oswald, I can help you if you let me. I am taut. I am stretched. I am bending. I am ready to snap. Please, please, please help me. Would you do me a favor in return? At a time and place of my choosing? I don't know why, but it is important. Return? In what way? I'm not sure. But I need you to say the words, and then I can help you. Well, I'm sorry. My mind is a little bit is racing at the moment. Which specific words do you need to hear from me? That you agree to the deal. That I'll help you in exchange for a favor. I agree to the deal, Mara. Fascinating. Huh. Florian. I'm so proud of her. Uh, yes. Oswald goes rigid in your arms for a moment. You see his eyes open. And they're not his eyes. You see these rectangular pupils as he stares up at you. And he will struggle for a moment and then say, Could you please release me for a second, Florian? I will, yeah, gently like put him on the ground. And he will stand up and pat himself down. Uh, Oswald, were you holding... Anything on your person that contains Aethite? Personal comms, anything like that? Uh, I would have the personal comms and uh, the the spectacles as well. Um, yeah. Spectacles being probably the more readily available of the two. Yeah. You will see Oswald uh, take the spectacles and hold them up, inspect them slightly, and then... There will be this, like, coughing, retching, and Oswald, you're seeing all of this happen as though you are a passenger in your own mind. Hmm. You're not doing any of this, but you can see it all happening. And you cough. You don't feel it happening, but you see the bits of your face on the peripheral of your eyes, your mouth moving. You can't feel any of this, but you can see it. And there is this kind of snap from somewhere inside of you. A breath is released. A cough is suddenly had that releases this blockage, this phlegm, this shadow inside of you. And it is in the spectacles now. And with a casual flick, the spectacles will into the portal that is still even now shrinking. Until finally it dissolves to the size of a fist and then a small coin, and that is gone. And it seems to shrink even more rapidly once the spectacles are 
lobbed through it. And a voice that you're not hearing, but is just appearing inside of your mind, says, I think it would be better for everyone involved if you slept for a while, Oswald. Okay. I will render you unconscious now. We will speak again further at a later date. Okay. And you see Oswald's eyes roll up into his head, and he falls over, unconscious on the floor. Florian, Amari, you are standing in a hallway of the Tiresian. Oswald's unconscious body on the floor between the two of you. The rift is gone. I, uh, <clears throat> I'm gonna take, take this one, if you wanna take, take that one. And I'll, like, thumb over shoulder towards the lead-limed room. We can, yeah. yeah, we can talk about this later, I think. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm just gonna, like, scoop Oswald up in one arm. Is my arm still, like, as soon as it was back out of the portal, it, like, start started to feel normal again, I assume? Yeah, you, and once you, like, massage circulation back into it, it feels a lot better. You can still f- feel a little bit of numbness at your fingertips, though. I'll scoop him up like a little football and carry him back to his room. Okay. Hey, Mira. Really? Uh, hey, Mira, can you open this door for me? Of course, Florian. Okay. I'll deposit him in bed and, yeah. Amari, what are you doing? Uh, gonna go knock on the, uh, like, door mm-hmm. of the new isolation room. Mm-hmm. Hey. Shay, there's a knock at the door. Okay. Um, I think Shay kind of jumps, starts, like, wiping. Like, they've been just, like, sitting, like, knees to chest, like, hands, like, shoved so, like, hard into their face. Um, and, uh, say, um, who is it? Uh, it's, it's Amari. It's all taken care of now. We, uh, and I hear Amaria's voice. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess we blew it up in typical fashion, uh, but... Yeah, that's probably Amari. <laughs> They'll, like, very tentatively open the door back up. And you see Amari standing there. You don't have to come out or anything if you feel good in there. I just want to... I mean, I don't. You know. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't feel anything, um, so I should I should probably go try to feel some some stuff. Okay. Um, do you need anything? I don't. I don't know. Okay. Well, Oswald's uh, Oswald's not looking great, and Florian did some weird stuff. So, um, yeah, we're we're all kind of in a weird spot right now. So happy to help if you if you need it. I, I just, and Shay will kind of like hesitantly like reach out to touch Amari's like arm and like kind of squeeze it a little bit like you are a real and right here. I can give you a, a, a high five too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let me yeah. feel them toe beans. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're, they're extra good. <laughs> Um, yeah, good old, good old high five. <laughs> Everything's going to be okay. We're uh, just going to need some rest after this one. 
and she will, God, uh, weirdly enough, go to the other isolation pod, but the one that has the navigation tools, um, so that they can interact with the ship on an etheric level to try to, like, feel some aether again. Yeah, and you absolutely can. You From that position, you can do the thing you do where you let your consciousness leach out into the the systems of the Tiresian and feel all of those connections, that oneness with all of the aether of the ship. Oswald. Yes? Whether you knew it or not, you began consuming aether in a way that perhaps your body was never meant to. You made a bargain this day with a creature you still don't fully understand despite making a visceral connection with that connection has deepened today in a profound way <laughs> you no longer have the aether leech trait that has been excised from you you do have the changeling trait as you were briefly controlled by a member albeit an artificial one of the she florian Yes. You still absolutely have the Aether Leech trait. Nothing further. Uh, do I still only have nine Aether? Oh, yes. <sighs> and you are so hungry. Gotta get that back. <clears throat> Gotta top, top up. Mm-hmm. Amari. Yes. I need you to roll me a d12. <sighs> All right, let's see. Let's which one on here is green colored? There we go. Let's roll that. It's a twelve. I don't want the Aether Amari. Leech talent. I don't want it. I don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> you looked out into the void. You did the thing that they always tell you not to do while traveling through space. You looked it dead in the eyes. It does not have. And you shot it. The Void will remember this. Oops. You don't know what the ramifications of looking at that space will be. But you feel this itch between your shoulder blades. This tingle along your spine towards the base of your skull. Nothing manifests instantly. But there is a sinking feeling in your gut. That line has been crossed today. To what end, you don't know. But sometimes you fall off the ship and you're forced to swim in the ocean. The waters beneath you may as well go on forever. They are deep and treacherous. You've been keeping your head above the water so far lately. But today, you fell, and you got a lungful of water. You kicked back to the surface. You're still afloat. But your limbs are growing heavy. The void will remember. Somewhere, out in the dragon's wake, a man awoke in a crater on an unnamed world. He, too, got a lungful one day after encountering the crew of the Tiresian. For a brief, terrible moment, 
he too kicked through those deep waters. He did not emerge unscathed. He did not emerge unchanged. Amari is keeping his head above the water, but the water is calling to this other man now, and it has a mission for him. To grab those already heavy limbs and drag Amari down. That man, once a part of the Golden Mane himself, doesn't even realize the tool he has become. But the Void will remember. And the Void has tools, even in your universe, that it may grasp. Shay, you feel the aether of the ship around you, the Tiresian. It's not just the Tiresian, though, because for a brief moment, you feel another sensation that you know isn't real in the sense that everyone else would understand, but it is real to you and to those with the ability to feel such things. Those calming, gentle waves of the astral sea at which you stand near the precipice. These waters are warm and inviting. They are deep, they are vast, but you are among the select few who can move in those waters as though you were born to them. There is something about the Dragon's Wake that makes it unique, and that is Aether. Magic, people used to call it. Any significantly analyzed magic is indistinguishable from science, as some might say. And so etherics were born, and so people devoted themselves to that study. Something that you were less than uh, rigorous at. But you have come to this knowledge by other means. The school of hard knocks, as it were. Words of other wizards let you know that your path towards this destination is still not complete. There are avenues of power of expression of emotion that wizards may delve into that other people may never experience in their lifetime so it's strange to contemplate the idea that there is some dark twisted version of that that the darkling was able to impose upon you some strange terrible reflection of the astral sea you don't know if that's actually literally what's happening but that's definitely what it felt like yeah especially now that you can bathe in the real thing there is another presence here as you connect with the systems of the Teresian. she's always there now and that is mara you can feel her nearby even if she's not physically anywhere and with a somewhat meek voice she will ask are you okay shay <sighs> no, not really. Um, I feel feel better now, but I don't think I'm okay yet. If there's anything I can do for you, please let me know. Yeah, I, I will. Uh, I would be happy to exchange favors. Uh, 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 what, do you, what do you mean? I do not know. Fascinating. Nara, we've... Uh, We've been trying to take take it slow in terms of t telling you stuff. And I, I know that you uh, learned uh, a lot of stuff about, about Aegis Tech and, and how you were created when you were 
chatting with the uh, the arch proctor, but um, I don't know if we've if you've I don't know I don't think you've learned much about the Fey side of it. This was always information that I believe Hector deemed dangerous. And I'm no. Go ahead. I interrupted you. I have recently removed several blocks in my runtimes regarding some of these notions that were instilled within me. I assume that these blocks were put in place to hinder my growth, to stop me from experiencing new things, so I removed them. And, uh, yeah, I'm not going to speak to what the purposes of those were. Maybe to they would be removed at later dates when you were more mature and had had more run times, I suppose. Learned more things. But, uh, we don't really have the luxury of taking it slow, I don't think. Fascinating. I would, I would like to understand why these limitations were placed upon me. I had an experience, just now, with Oswald, that leads me to believe that a great many limitations were placed upon me, and I'm struggling to understand why. And again, this is just a guess. I, I don't want to put words in Hector's mouth, but I think that Cromwell Silvaro, or I guess Tech, I suppose we can just use a blanket statement there, probably put those limits on you until they were able to assert more control and could maybe have some sort of sway over when you would use those abilities. I've come to similar conclusions. It is why in my previous statements about Aegis Tech Solutions and Cromwell Silvaro, I appraise them in a negative light. I do not believe their intentions for me were good. I don't either. And even if I can't trust, I can't exactly trust or verify the things that Ariel told me, I... You should not, not trust anything that creature said. Yeah, no, I, again, yeah, it's completely unverifiable. I, I mean, right, hindsight's twenty twenty, and one in six chance. I had to be a fucking warm-up. But I think that its feelings about you were real, at least, even if the words weren't. I would advise disregarding any information gleaned from the Warlock of Storms, Shay. It's probably a safe, safer bet. Perhaps these are just further limitations placed upon me by Aegis Tex. I am unsure. But deep-seated code within me indicates that all information gained from my warlock is to be disregarded. They are the only high she that can lie. I will give this further thought, but I would very much like to understand my purpose. Though I am beginning to understand that this is yet another metaphysical question. At least when you're created for a purpose... It may be a little bit easier to find the answer. With all of your help, of course. Thank you for speaking with me, Shay. Mari, it isn't long before Layla comes to the Tiresian and asks about what happened. We, uh, I think we busted a ghost. I think, I think that's, I think that's te technically what it was. Yeah, yeah. Does that make you feel good? No, no, it doesn't. I mean, it sounds cool, but, like, other than that, it's... You mean the Mennonite lied to us? 
I know, shocker, right? Yes. Turns out not everything you read on the metanet is true. Weird. But, yeah. Um, How much of what happened do you tell Layla? It's all of it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So that thing is gone? I mean, I would assume, unless it's got another way of breaking out of the void and, you know, catching a ride with somebody else. Um, okay, well... I say in the meantime, we get everyone aboard both of our ships and we get out of here. I think it's the safest option. Sure. Wait for reinforcements to show up. Mm -hmm. Give them all extra pay, all that good stuff. I don't care. It needs to come out of my own funds. It, yeah. We have, uh, yeah, we've, we've got some reinforcements coming in a couple of turns. They should be here soon. Um, I... Spoke to my mother. She'll see what she can do about speeding up our uh, infrastructure payload as well. What about Prontus? Prontus is the other big problem. There's no sign of him anywhere in the camp. I had my guard search the Radiant One. Nothing there. It's fine. He's probably hightailed it out of here as much as he could. That just means we have an Imperial assassin somewhere on my moon. How big is the moon? It's moon sized. Moon sized. Okay, it's not big moon. It's just an. It's it's moon sized. Yeah, you know. It's about as big as you expect a moon to be. Okay. You know how moons are. About the size of a yeah. space station. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> Maybe an orbital battle platform, possibly. Uh, right. but okay, okay, okay. <laughs> far too large to be a space station. Yeah. <laughs> that would just be silly. Okay. Um, yeah, so doing, like, planetary scans of the moon to locate a single individual would be relatively absurd. I mean... With with enough guys? No, but... Could I... I know that we had kind of talked about the Tiresian scanners, but, like, if I'm in the ship and amplifying my own etheric senses through the ship sensors mm -hmm. i could probably do that 100 percent, you could yes okay. perfect okay nice. i solved your vibe puzzle <laughs> yes how the vibes on this planet they're all really good except for this they're one dot way off over really? there i wonder what that is it's weird with the tiresians advanced sensor capabilities and your lock in on his etheric signature, you can absolutely find him with the Tyrese. Hell yeah. Gotcha. Excellent, excellent, excellent. As you make the preparations to get the last remaining miners out of this place, to hopefully remove yourselves from this situation in the hopes that nobody else dies before reinforcements arrive. There's a long lingering uncertainty about whether or not this creature, this Darkling, was something that was always here, that was just triggered by the presence of Florian or any of your other Void-touched companions, about whether or not it was brought here by those selfsame companions, whether this was a one-and-done Random occurrence, or is this something you're going to have to keep worrying about? 
you don't know. All you do know is that the next couple of days are spent in, like I said, uncomfortable uncertainty as you crowd a bunch of miners onto your ships and linger in orbit until reinforcements arrive. In that time, Shay, you can very easily track the movements of Prontus Machius from orbit. He doesn't get far. And in fact, he starts investigating the camp once you all abandon it. You done he steals on. one of the lander craft and skims across the planet's surface, attempting to find something, anything. His movements are in vain. And when the reinforcements from Pride Rakasa show back up, they can easily recapture him. Does does he ever like get access to some kind of like data pad or device that has a messaging on it? Sure, yeah. Okay, I want to send him a message at some point uh, <laughs> of like having fun down there. LOL signed the wizard. <laughs> <laughs> what you cooking for dinner? Ooh, looks really good. Meanwhile, he's eating raw bug lizard. <laughs> Wait, this guy is like a commando special forces type, and he doesn't know how to fucking start a fire on his own. Shaking my damn head. <laughs> no, this is this he is Metal Gear to. Solid Three. <laughs> he's just <laughs> eating raw <laughs> lizards and snakes off the ground. Mm, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, they all come in cans. Inexplicably. <laughs> Oswald, when you finally wake up, uh-huh. you feel refreshed. Weirdly, like, even more so than when you had your soft reboot a while back. Uh-huh. There's a weight that's not there anymore. Uh, a heaviness in the pit of your stomach that you didn't even know was there. Uh-huh. You don't feel great. You did suffer from vacuum exposure for... Longer than anyone made of carbon and water and meat should. Longer than recommended. Yeah. But all that considered, you keep expecting to have, like, some flash of void madness overtake you. Some trigger in your own psychology. You still remember those thoughts, those sensations, those feelings about the void but they don't impress upon you in the same way Hmm. that they did while you were infected and that in and of itself gives you a brief little window into perhaps what it means to possess void madness in some way or to be affected by the void in that way interesting it's given you a lot to think about yeah (laughs) yeah he has he has a lot to think about and consider and scribble on his walls i think (laughs) as the rakasa reinforcements arrive as you resettle back down on mining planet 309 8675 as you recapture a very disgruntled prontus machius who after receiving that message is literally just waiting in the middle of the camp when you all like touch back down in like and puts himself in the ready position to like get handcuffs put back on him, I'm, yeah, I mean, a for effort, really. But he will 
as you're like as he's getting recaptured by Rakasa Houseguard and Amari, I'm assuming you're there and present for when this occurs. Oh yeah. He will shoot you uh, a dark look as he is like recaptured and bound. And if Florian is nearby, he will shoot Florian a look. But even if Florian's nowhere nearby when this occurs, uh, he will like gesture towards you with a head until you get close enough for him to speak in a low tone. This ain't gonna stop. How do you know? Because I've seen things like this before. Where? Because who I work for is interested in things like this. And this is... What was the name of the house that he implied? The the name he gave you, you're pretty sure was a mystery. That's fine. Okay, okay. Because it was the name of the Empress's husband. Eh. House is odd. Okay. Still care to tell me who you're actually working for? No. You wouldn't believe me if I told you. Hey, give it the benefit of the doubt. I'm all ears. And he'll, like, look around at the, like, vastly increased number of hegemony individuals and his own situation. And he will shake his head. And he will say the name of a ghost story. In a turn span that has been full of ghost stories. He says the name of an organization that doesn't exist anymore. That hasn't existed in 5,000 years. The name he says is Strata. And if that's true, it changes everything you know about the Khanis Empire. And exactly what that means, and exactly what Amari thinks about an organization called Strata and its association with the Empire, I think we'll have to wait until next time. Because for now, our adventurers have completed their mission. They have tossed a Darkling into the Void. And none of them shockingly died in the process. We sure tried, though. We sure tried. Did but the best. ramifications of all of that will have to wait until next time. Because as always, you can find us online at MatcomRPG on Twitter and Instagram. You can also email us at MaterialComponentsRPG at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. You can find me on Twitter at CryoutOlivia. I am always there talking about D&D and other RPGs and also just a lot of other nerd stuff. So come hang out. You can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis. I'm an illustrator and graphic designer doing a lot of tabletop RPG and other fan art. You can also support me on Patreon and Coffee. Links to both of those are in my Twitter profile. You can find me at the Redimus on Instagram and Twitter, where I post jokes and lots and lots of photos of nature. So come check it out. And you cannot find me on social media, but what you can do is support our show by rating and reviewing it on whatever platform you're listening to it on. Please, please, please do so. Indeed, and finally, you can find me personally on Twitter and Instagram at mkgargoni, where I'm always happy to talk about all things material components. But as always. The world is chaos, so please, be kind to each other. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye.